A school choice bill was recently passed into law in Iowa, making the way for families to use up to $7,598 for the school of their choice, including private school tuition. And maybe you're asking, how can I make this a reality in my state and around the country? And is school choice viable? What difference would it make for our education system? Well, last week was National School Choice Week, and we're going to talk about the benefits of school choice with Jeff Johnston, culture and policy analyst for Focus on the Family's Daily Citizen. And good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Devin, Ken. Thanks for having me on the broadcast. Yeah, you bet, Jeff. Thanks for joining us. So let's talk, first of all, why is school choice so important? Well, parents have the right and the responsibility to raise their children and to educate them. They're responsible for their children's education, not the state. And so school choice gives parents more freedom, more choices. Parents love their kids. They know what's best for them. And it gives them different options when they're choosing what's best for their child. So that's why we're big advocates of school choice and education. So, Jeff, I'm going to play devil's advocate for just a minute because we hear some people say, well, this is going to mean that they're going to be the kids that are left in public school are, are not going to have as good of an education there because they're not going to have a great as great a funding as before if choice is opened up to all parents. Well, studies show that school choice benefits everyone. Not only do the kids that take advantage of it and they go to a private school or a, a magnet school or a charter school or their homeschooled, those kids benefit. But even the kids in public schools do better. And some of that may be the result of competition. Some of it may be the way school choice is set up in a state. Many states just take state funds and then have those funds follow the students. And federal funds are still available for public schools. So they're they're getting both federal and state funds. And as well, if there are fewer children in any public school, uh, the teachers have more focus. Yeah. They can focus more on those individual kids yeah. and do better with them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. So Fill us in a little bit on, we, Deb kind of alluded to the state of Iowa just recently passing the bill. What are, what are some other states doing um, to give you know, parents and students more choice in their education? This, this is a trend we're seeing across the country. And some of this came about because of COVID. People began to see some of the failings of public schools. Um, and I do want to be careful here because I was a teacher for five years. And I know that many teachers are Christians. Um, many teachers, it's a, it's a mission in life. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they love the Lord. They love their kids. And they do a good job. And it's some of the hardest work I ever did was uh, teaching high school English in a public school. So I know it's hard work. But parents began to see that um, states and sometimes school districts were implementing policies that weren't in the best interest of their kids. And so they became the primary advocate for school choice. And across the country, we're seeing this push. Um, you mentioned Iowa. Just a couple days ago, um, Utah passed a school choice bill that increased teacher salaries in public school. And it also um, created educational savings accounts where the funds could follow the students to different schools of their choice. Mm. Florida is looking at implementing some sort of legislation like this when their legislation begins. Um, Oklahoma is looking at it. Arizona did this last year. Kentucky did it a couple years ago. Um, Their school choice program got shot down by a court. But 
looks like they'll go back to the drawing board and again try to pass this through the legislature. So this is something we're seeing across the country as parents began realizing the need for this, and they began pushing the legislatures and saying, look, we need to have this in our state. Jeff, for those of us who've been out of school for a while and our kids have been out of school for a while, what is going on in the public schools right now that this push is stronger than ever? Well, just to give you one example, the first week in February has been designated Black Lives Matter at School Month. And what um, that is, it's an it's a national program. It comes from the group Black Lives Matter at School. Now, of course, we believe Black Lives Matter. We believe all lives matter. But this is a program that uses the 13 guiding principles of BLM. And included in those principles are that they teach children to be transgender affirming and queer affirming. Uh, they teach against capitalism. They advocate for the breakdown of the nuclear family. And so this curriculum has been developed by BLM at school, and it's being implemented in school districts across the country. I wrote an article last week about uh, Washington, D.C. All their public schools have adopted this curriculum, and they're pushing it on the children next week, February 6th through the 10th. And that's going to be across the country. So parents need to be aware of that as just one example. Hmm. Another example is that many states have now mandated that LGBT ideology has to be taught in every social studies class, beginning in kindergarten. And so little children as young as five years old are being taught that there aren't just two sexes, that there are a variety of genders, and that children can choose. They can be one gender or the other, or they may be something totally different. And I even saw an example today where an Arizona school had adopted a biology textbook and said, we now know that there are not just two sexes. There are a multitude of genders. That's in a biology textbook. Wow. And so when parents find these things out, they say, wait a minute, I don't want my children being taught that. I don't want them being taught anti-American ideology, anti-capitalist ideology, all these radical uh, dogmas that are being presented to children. And they say, give me some choice here, hmm. uh, whether it's homeschooling or private schools, charter schools, magnet schools. Give me some options here. I didn't have to subject my children to this. Yeah. Talking to Jeff Johnston from Focus on the Family. So, Jeff, what about parents and students that are in states where this particular policy is not in place yet, like Illinois, you know, where we're at? What are some of the rights that they have in this state? Well, I'll be honest with you. It makes it a lot more difficult because mm-hmm. most parents send their children to the school uh, related to the zip, zip code they're in. But one of the things they can do is get active in their local school, find out what's being taught there. They can also get active in their school board and attend school board meetings and find out what's going on in their local school district. And we've created a resource that focused on the family. It's called Back to School for Parents, a busy parent's guide to what's happening in your children's classrooms and practical steps you can take to protect them. And it gives parents ideas. It it, it talks about all these different areas of education where we're seeing problematic issues, everything from sex ed to uh, LGBTI ideology and social studies to what's happening in school clinics and counseling offices. And it gives parents ideas for how to counteract that. Hmm. Um, Unfortunately, in some states, you don't have a lot of choices. And so it may mean pulling your children out of school and beginning to homeschool. 
And a lot of parents did that over COVID. We saw more than a million children leave public schools and their parents took over their education. And then within that homeschool arena, parents are banding together. They're forming either what they call pods or little homeschool modules or co-ops. And they're working together so that the burden doesn't just fall on one set of parents, but Mm -hmm. they're spreading it around so that people with different areas of expertise can teach different issues and get kids involved in different things. So that's always an option. I know that's going to be hard for some families, um, single parents in particular, that's going to be difficult. We advocate here at Focus on the Family as well that education begins at home. And if your children are hearing ideology that's opposed to what you believe, you're going to have to work extra hard to teach Mm -hmm. them God's design for marriage, Mm -hmm. God's design for the family, and for sexuality. And so you'll have to work extra hard to teach your children if that's the case in your your home and your school district. Mm -hmm. Jeff, what's the best way to approach a teacher about some of these questions that we might have? Should we just come up with questions ahead of time or ask to see the curriculum or go to the school overall, or how do we navigate that? That's a really good question. And as a former teacher, um, I always appreciated it when parents came to me first. Mm -hmm. If they had questions about the books we were teaching and the books we were using, and then if they have um, further questions, they could go, you know, to our department chair and then up the chain to vice principals or principals. But I would say start with the teacher, um, ask to see textbooks and curriculum. Most schools have back-to-school nights or parent-teacher conferences where you can ask a lot of questions. Another thing I would suggest is if you are are approaching a teacher, um, get some support from other parents around you with similar concerns and maybe have two of you go and talk to the teacher and say, hey, these are some of the things we're concerned about. This is against our religious values or this is against what we believe. And can we make some accommodations for my child here? Um, like I said, most people, most teachers really love kids and they yeah. want parental involvement because they know that the children that do best are the ones with the parents who are the most involved. Right. Um, that's a key factor in ab- academic success. So Yeah, talk to the teacher first and then maybe approach the administration if you're not seeing the results you want. Hmm, That's really good. So, Jeff, one more time, real quick. I know you said you've got some resources there at Focus on the Family for parents uh, about schools, homeschooling, everything else. Uh, What's that uh, resource again and how do they get it? The resource is Back to School for Parents. And again, it's a busy parent's guide to what's happening in your children's classrooms. And then it offers practical steps for what you can do to protect them. And it's available at Focus on a Family. We have a, a resources page that has all kinds of resources for marriage and parenting. And on that page, there are some education resources. And you should be able to find it there. Or you can find it at the Daily Citizen, which is where I write. And that's Focus on the Family Daily Citizen. And again, the resource is called Back to School for Parents. Great. That is good stuff. That is Jeff Johnson with folks on The Family, our guest today. Appreciate your wisdom, Jeff, and thanks for the time today. Hey, thank you both. I appreciate it.